Welcome to the Empowered Homes Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to be a resource to connect church and home by growing strong families. Hey, this is Bobby. Today on the show, we are talking anxiety. And uh, anxiety is a big deal in our culture today, anywhere, uh, especially in the United States. Um, we all have some level of stress, some level of worry. And today we just talk about uh, what it looks like for us personally, and then just have a conversation. We're not trying to, to cure anxiety or act like we're mental health experts by any measure, but we do want to have a conversation. So this is what this is. It's a conversation about anxiety. I got Susan Sal, Curtis Lane, and Missy Tuff. We are just normal people. We all, at some level, struggle with anxiety personally, and we all work with kids, parents, teenagers, uh, people who we see day in and day out um, struggling with anxiety. So this episode is uh, just a conversation. So if you have more questions or need more information about anxiety, depression, or worry, or any of that stuff, um, you can go to empoweredhomes.org. Today on the show, we have a panel of of guests um, that are on staff here at Kingsland, and we are discussing having a conversation about anxiety. We all around the table um, have influence of anxiety or have struggled with anxiety or uh, are in the world with people um, because we're, we work with people. We, we deal with anxiety. And uh, we just want to bring this subject to light so that parents and guardians and whoever's listening to this can um, have conversations at home, but also um, give some, some insight into what, what they can do uh, in their home. So guys, welcome. We got Susan, we got Curtis, and we have Missy, and welcome guys. Thanks, Bobby. Glad to be Thanks here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll start and share, um, you know, I, I, it, dealing with anxiety, anxiety is something that I've struggled with in the past. Um still struggle with, I guess, you know, there's no cure for it. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, something, my biggest uh, struggle with anxiety for me is with my kids. Like, I find myself wondering, is Charlie making friends? Is my daughter, is she being kind? So my anxiety is basically, uh, I put it on myself because I'm worried about what's going on when I'm not around my kids. And so that's where I find my biggest struggle with anxiety. Uh, and, uh, haven't really found a solution for it, but, um, it's, uh, it's definitely a part of something that, that I wrestle with. So, uh, Susan, how about you share a little bit about you, what you do and, um, just your world. My world. Oh, well, my name is Susan and this is hilarious because my, I'm going to, my hands right now, like they're sweaty Uh-oh. and my heart is like nervous? beating a little bit. And I was like, I'm feeling anxious. Ah, uh-oh. And so I'm like, Lord, what's all this about? Like he's going to actually use this. So with anxiety for me, it just hits every once in a while, not really rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes it's whenever I'm doing something new, like this is new for me. I've got head things on and, um, or my ears and I'm looking at you know my friends and it just feels a little awkward And so what I've found that has been helpful with me is just identifying it and saying it out loud, 
It's going, okay, I feel anxious. And some of it kind of lifting right now as I'm even talking about it with y'all. I'm going, okay, I'm feeling a little anxious over this. And, okay, I'm starting to feel better. And so isn't that awesome Mm -hmm. that we're we're in a safe place with friends? And we can just say, okay, like my hands aren't quite as sweaty. (laughs) And I'm feeling a little bit better. So, good. So, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, awesome. (laughs) So thankful. Susan, you oversee our Family Freedom Ministry here. So what is that? So someone that... Here's family freedom. What in the world is that? The world is that. Well, we know we have families. We're all in a family. We're all a part of a family. Our families all look different. And basically, Freedom Ministry is helping individuals and families overcome anything that is separating us from living the life God's created us to live. Mm -hmm. Abundant life, a deep walk with Him. Freedom from even anxiety and Mm -hmm. shame, things from our past. And Typically, you know, in, in especially in ministries, you've had um, family ministries in a church and a freedom ministry in a church, and they've been separate. And at Kingsland, we merge those two so that we can really um, equip our parents to to not only experience freedom for themselves, but then how can I lead my my children into freedom? Yeah, so if I can help, you know, deal with you know, God help me with my own anxiety, then I'm equipped as a as a mom to help my kids. Absolutely, you're helping parents lead out of strength. Now, absolutely, that's awesome. Curtis, welcome, man. Yeah, my name is Curtis Lane. I'm a student pastor here at Kingsland. Um, Been on staff now. This is my third year. It's just crazy how everything flies through. But uh, with just stress and anxiety for myself, it definitely, like Susan said, comes in and out. But a lot for me is that ministry stress and anxiety of. Always, you know, I, I just uh, got to adopt my little baby girl, Neely Grace, about a year so cute. and a half Adorable. ago. And so for us, um, our children have been our students. And so just really feeling burdened and grieved for students and just staying up at night, thinking about them and praying about them and just, you know, continuing to, to remind myself, like, the Lord cares and loves for them so much more than I do. Mm. That he has for uh, plans for them um, that I would never even fathom. And so um, it's just continuing, like uh, Susan said, the more that she kind of like calls it out. For me, it's been basing it off truth. Mm-hmm. It is what I'm, is what the stress and anxiety in my life telling me, is it true? Because mm-hmm. if it's not true, then I don't need to be stressing about it. And like, and that just makes sense in yeah. my mind. That yeah, might yeah. not work for everyone. But for me, just kind of really calling it out and saying, is this true or not? And then if, if it if I don't know, then I'm going to go find out because I don't want to continue just to sit there in that fear and that anxiety and that stress. And so that's what's really kind of brought up a lot of this in me and just really uh, brought this up for me just to kind of talk more about. So it's been good. Yeah, that's awesome. And thankful for you. Missy. Hey, you guys. I'm Missy Tuft. I'm the children's resident here at Kingsland. I've been here for about a month and a half. And anxiety for me is just kind of been my story throughout my life um struggling with just with perfectionism and wanting to be liked and what that looks like I think talking about it as an adult um really opened the door for people in my community to be like I didn't realize that I have those similar symptoms Mm. and it's affecting my family my marriage uh, my relationship with my parents and um, just talking through those things with them made me just kind of grow a heart for, hey, what are we doing in Katie to help support one another in our walks with anxiety? And what is the truth? I love what you were saying, Susan. Like, my heart was pounding when we started. When I oh, saw Bobby hit you. the record button, I was like, really? Oh, man, my heart's pounding. You know, Father, just um, bring your Holy Spirit and fill me up. And this is for the community. And so let's just go ahead and have a good conversation. 
Yeah. Thank you for telling me that. I feel so much better. Now, do you see? Do you see us just talking about it? Mm -hmm. How it's like even the shame of it's lifted off because I'm like, okay, I'm you know, I oversee family freedom ministry. I should be walking in more freedom and not have any anxiety. I mean, like such a lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I I think that's why Scripture tells us like bring it to the light when we talk and we bring things open to the light. Jesus does his his work. Mm -hmm. And that's right. And so that's the focus of this whole conversation is we just want to bring this to light because uh, for so many people even uh, talking about it with your spouse is you got to do it in the bedroom you can't make sure the kids aren't listening and or you you talk about it uh, in a secret place because you're worried about other people hearing and and the reality is we all at some level struggle with this right we all have uh Things and we all work with people who struggle with it. And so we just want to have an open conversation. And really, this also spurred on Curtis last week. You came um, to us and just said, you know, I, I've got parents who are coming constantly with with their kids asking me for help. Like, how do I share a little bit what you share with us? Yeah. So, um, so I've been, uh, I serve with students. And so for a lot of us, we can remember a time in which, you know, school and sports and friends and dating and my parents' relationship. And then, you know, whatever that kind of looks up, all of a sudden accumulates into this word that we commonly always say is stress mm-hmm. and anxiety. Um, and so what has happened pretty much the past couple of weeks is I've had about three or four moms that have called me with their kids just having panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been really crazy how just back to back to back to back I've been getting these phone calls. I'm going, all right, Lord, what are you, what's going on here? What's happening? What what needs to be speak, you know, spoken to these parents? How can we help? Um, because every situation that was happening on these on the phone was a different one. It wasn't all one key piece. It wasn't all, oh, this stress and anxiety is coming from school. It's, it's all across the, the board, and I think all of us could agree that, you know, stress and anxiety hits all of us in different ways, and it can come from different places and different lies and different thoughts, and so for these moms, they're just coming to um, us and going, like, I'm just heartbroken for my child because all of a sudden I thought I had a really happy kid who was, like, really well-balanced and everything was fine, and now she's having a panic attack in the band room, and we don't know what's going on. Mm. And how, how do we even approach her to say, is there something wrong? Because if we say something's wrong, then they think that something's wrong and then it makes it worse. And just all these questions that we have as parents just start flooding in to go, how can I help my child with this? Yeah. And so for me, it just broke my heart to go and how even would I, if, you know, with, with Neely getting older, how would I approach this? How would I have conversations with them? How can I allow the truth of God, as well as just bringing it into light, help me raise my child not to be stress and anxiety free? Yeah, that's not the goal. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. How can you cope and work through and not be consumed and be controlled by stress and anxiety through that? Yeah, because as parents, we want to protect our kids, right? Yeah. And so, a lot of times, what we do with good intentions is we try to. Uh, bulldoze everything so our kids don't have any worry, any stress, or anything, and that's not healthy. No, like no, no. Behavioral development is built upon stress, and it's built upon, you know, how we handle and help our kids be able to yeah. manage that. Because it's it's kind of like that view that Kingsland has of, you know, when they're younger, you're just trying to keep them alive, you know, yeah. and yeah, with yeah. with they get through elementary school years, and they you're you're teaching them, you know, the whys of they are constantly coming to you to why, but when they get to junior high and high school. You take more of this role of a coach that you you coach them, you give them 
tools. You, you try to give them as many filters as you can, and then you go, okay, now you have to go play. Yeah. You have to go to school. You have to go and practice these things. And that doesn't mean you're not there. That doesn't mean you're not on the sideline. But that child gets to come back home because they're under your roof and go, okay, this is what I'm going through. How can, how can you help me with this? How can we look to God for this? How can we, you know, continue just to follow Jesus better? And so yeah. that coaching role of like knowing that there's going to be problems, yeah. there's going to be situations that we, we don't even know how to answer, but how can we coach our kids up well um, under the, the truth of Jesus to help with the situation? That's good. Yeah, and so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, um, Anxiety was such a an adult word only ten years ago, yeah. right? We we didn't when we learned in school about stress. We said, okay, one day you're gonna understand what stress is. We never really were introduced to the word anxiety. So as it started coming up, parents are like, well, my child is too young to even understand what that word is or that feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, in the age of technology, we're finding that kids don't necessarily even know how to describe their feeling. We're actually showing them charts of emoji faces Mm -hmm. to help understand where are you feeling? What does your face look like to this emoji (laughs) chart, which is just mind blowing. So I can totally understand how parents don't necessarily know where to start that conversation at home. I think definitely one of the the greatest things that I ever experienced from my parents was just sitting and listening, letting me be heard. Yeah, Yeah, that's so huge. And you know, Missy, I would even say that those emojis that fits for adults. Yeah. 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 Because most of us, yeah. we don't know how we're feeling. And yeah. so if someone says, well, how are you feeling about this? And we have to pause and go, well, I don't know. And so we do have to name, yeah. you know, name what it is and mm-hmm. identify what it is. Because mm-hmm. I got to start with us. No, because I think exactly what you said is just like, we don't know. And it's yeah. because we're in this culture of go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And we're not stopping to process this is how I'm feeling exactly. and, and to talk about it because we've got this next thing yeah. or we don't want to put that on the internet because we don't want people to know that we're having problems. Mm-hmm. And so it, it can it accumulates to where they just keep all these emotions, these unprocessed right. emotions. Yeah. And it all of a sudden steams out into these, yeah. these different areas. Well, and not even social media. We don't want to tell God. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 It's like, we don't want to tell God, honestly, I'm struggling here with yeah, this I'm doubting or in your, yeah. your, your best friend. Or yeah. your people that you work with. Exactly. And so we're, we're just isolating. And and for so long, you know, in that isolation, we 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 know the what we should be presenting ourselves. Like we know mm-hmm. if I have to pick an emoji, I know what I should look like. Yeah. So I'm trying to fake it and put that face on right. for everybody else. But in inside I'm way over here on this other emoji. And so how do we how, how can we be open to say, exactly. I'm not okay, and it's okay right. that mm-hmm. I'm not okay? Because that was definitely one of the number one things some of the moms, ha- after talking with their daughters um, and some of their sons, that they were realizing that they their their child really felt like, I'm not allowed to be angry. Mm. That's not, that's not, that's not Christian. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't be frustrated or stressed or not trust or doubt because that makes me a bad Christian because I'm not trusting God or I'm not happy with God. And those unprocessed, un kind of, kind of, they're ashamed of their emotions that don't get shared and don't get thought out. They start building up and they start festering, and they, we start to see this come out in different ways. And so, once their parents were able to look at them and say, "Hey, it's it's okay that you're angry with the Lord. Like He has compassion for that. Mm-hmm. He's not scared of your anger. He's not scared of your stress or your undoubting or your you know all, all these different things. He's bigger than those things." but he wants to hear from you just like I want to hear from you. And like not only opening up the pathway for parents to listen, but then also letting them know there's a heavenly father that wants to hear you and wants to listen to you as well. 
Yeah. That's good. And our, you know, uh, just to, to mention a podcast that we already did with Sissy Golf, who wrote a book called Raising Worry-Free Girls. In her book, she talks about, um, you know, helping girls name that worry or that anxiety to separate it and ask the question, you know, is this you speaking or is this the worry monster speaking and, and helping them separate that. But she also mentioned over and over, which is so true what I've seen just in, in my history of, of doing student ministry in the past and, and working with, with kids is the ones that are struggling with worry, stress, anxiety, all of these things are not that crazy kid in the back room that you're like, Oh yeah, she, she has worry. It's the performer. It is the high achieving kids. It's the kids who uh, are top of their class. It's the kids who, who are doing well and they care deeply about people and they care deeply about, uh, of, uh, things. They're, they're not the, the stoner kids that we, we kind of label. They're, they're the, the, the ones that we wouldn't think have the stress, the anxiety, but but those are the ones that most right. of the time mm-hmm. uh, they do because they take it so personal. All these things yeah. right. that that fascinated me in the book. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't realize like it's it's the kids who 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 are the ones that you would say oh they yeah. don't have stress or worry. Oh, we we can be such <laughs> such good you know at mask wearing wears. mask wearers. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it's it's Halloween today. It's like we yeah. right. So just in honor of Halloween, we can wear some masks. Mm. Yeah, we can. And and with that with with those masks, um, it really is something that is hiding our identity. And so one of the family freedom ministry, you know, things that we're doing at King at Kingsland is really focusing on equipping parents, teaching parents, teaching teens, teaching young children who they are in Christ, their identity. Yeah. Because if we know our identity in Christ and who we are and who God says we are, then when we have anxiety and we feel anxiety you know, anxious thoughts that what we can actually do with that is say, my identity is not being threatened. So I'm mm-hmm. not labeled as an anxious person. Mm-hmm. I'm not labeled as a loser or a yeah. failure. Yeah. I'm a child of God that just happens to be struggling with some anxiety right yeah. now. Or and even yeah. being labeled the perfect child. Yes. You know, like mm-hmm. I can't bring a problem to my parents. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. My brother and sister were, you know, awful. And so like I'm me bringing, yeah, yeah, I'm the good one. Like, I was the good one, but you know, <laughs> but uh, I love you, Valerie. Uh, but it's this idea that even sometimes kids see our, our even our own families and go, I, I mean, my parents are stressing out about finances right now. Like, uh, yeah, it can be anything. So I, why would I bring anything else anything to them? Up. Yeah. And so put we that put that mask on, on yeah, and say, Mom, good. I want to make sure you don't feel bad. So I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, all's all's yeah, good. It's good. A lot of times our our kids want to protect us, and and that is so true for us to to more so be diligent and asking questions and having those conversations yeah. with our kids. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one, one thing I pulled up, uh, the child mind Institute, I was looking at different things to bring to the conversation and, and they said there's three D's. So D words, three D, you gotta be punny, but, uh, three D words to look for when it comes to stress and anxiety. The first one's duration. You know, have, have they been under pressure for a long time? Like, is it finals week or whatever? They said if it if you feel like there's a duration of, of change in behavior from your kids for more than two weeks, then you, you need to have conversations with them. I would argue you need to, if you see anything, go ahead and have conversations. But duration, if it's lasting longer than just the season that they're in, if they've got big playoffs or whatever, um, 
you know, looking at duration. The second D is distress. Like we know our kids better than anybody. And we know when something's off emotionally, we know when something, their body language. And so what, what's going on? A lot of times parents, you know, we just need to, when we see that distress, it's, it's time for a conversation, just yeah. asking them about it. And the last one is dysfunction. Um, you know, are they not able to do normal, normal tasks? Are they dysfunctioning at home? Are they failing? Are they, is dysfunction happening? So those are three D's. What do y'all think of those? That's, uh, like you're reading that and I'm going, like I had this conversation with a student yesterday Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's what's like, I'm sitting there going like every single one that you're going through, I'm going, I mean, this is, it's right with what he was going through of just the duration of his parents. Like he was definitely on, you know, following the rules, getting his grades done, reading books, working out all the time, had this this life that his parents were like, this is who he is. And then all of a sudden, over like a year span, he just started dwindling from that. Mm-hmm. And his parents have been just this feeling of going, I know something's wrong, so there's a distress there. Mm-hmm. But then even this dysfunction of he's starting to fail school. Like, what's going on? Like, this is not who you are. Like, a year ago, you were this totally different kid. And so what their mind was, was we've got to motivate him. We've got to push him. We've got to allow. And and what he's doing is just kind of outcrying and kind of going, like, I there's something going on that I, I'm looking for someone to talk to me about. And, like, even his mom would kind of come up and go, hey, like, how can I help you? And in his mind, he wants to give her an answer. But he sits there and goes, I don't know. Because he really doesn't know. Wow. And so... Even just in that thought spot, I, I finally I asked this one question, and I, I don't know if this will help any uh, parents with just maybe finding the right question because it's always just finding the right question that really mm. makes you think about your stress and anxiety in a different way. But I just I looked at him and I said, when do you feel like it changed? Like we can kind of maybe pinpoint a time when things kind of differed, but when do you think it, what happened, what do you think happened to change things? And he looked at me and he goes, it was when I decided to drop my friends that were leading me down a dark road and all of a sudden I felt alone. Mm. Oh, that's, mm. And I started questioning, did I do the right thing? Should I, st- should I have stayed with them? Mm. But I knew the Lord didn't want me to go down that path, so I dropped them. And I did it. he didn't do it in the best way, and so which made some drama. But he goes, he goes, that's when I felt like things started going downhill. And I went, there's the root. Yeah. Like you feeling this loneliness and this, this isolation and, and then all of a sudden stress and anxiety. And then he had some depression come up and all these different things. And so, but from just right, asking the right question of looking at our kids and going, take some time. Yeah. Might not, you might not have the answer right, right now, mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's just think about it for a second and maybe you can get back to me. Mm-hmm. But when do you feel like things changed? That's a great question. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. I would also even say like disorder falling under dysfunction when you're talking to your children and you're kind of asking them questions about their day and they can't really give you any responses. You're wondering, where is your mind? What's going on right now? Are you overwhelmed? But also, Bobby, when you were talking about Sissy Goff's book um, about the perfectionists and the overachievers being the ones that are high-functioning, essentially uh, generalized anxiety, I would also look for the good things. Uh, Is your child getting ready hours before a birthday party? Um, oftentimes we look at that as, wow, they're really excited, but what are they thinking about? Mm. Are they nervous about that party? Are they wondering, is my hair right? Do I have the right clothes on? What are they going to think of me? Um, good things like that even are signs and symptoms of something else is going on. I haven't thought about that, but it's true though. Like we've all had that time where we were really on our A game because we were so stressed out about 
the game yeah. or the test or meeting up with someone that we didn't know. So that's totally true. Mm-hmm. That's totally true. Man, that's good. That's real good. Susan, anything on the, the Ds? I'm just thinking it's so hard to know as a parent, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah. you know, our kids go through seasons when they're not talking and they're doing good and they seem to be doing well and but they're not really talking yeah. and then other times they're talking and they're not doing good it's so hard to tell i think that when i i look back at raising <clears throat> our son who's 26 and daughter 24 that even now in the stage of life that they are but especially looking back it's just asking god to to help you to see what you can't see mm, um and because i miss it mm, you know i yeah. try hard but apart from just like hey Give me some insight to what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's really good. I also think about what kind of conversations are we having in front of our kids? You know, we want to guard them. We want to make sure that they're not being exposed to things too early in their lives prematurely. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we want them to also know that, hey, mom and dad struggle with these things too. Yeah. Hey, um, mom also has anxiety when she goes over overpasses in downtown Houston or even the new <laughs> one off of 99, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. Uh, that's Who me. Doesn't? My heart is pounding. Yes. My yeah. window is cracked. But see, letting our kids and the kids that we mentor see that anxiety is is not necessarily a terrible thing. In fact, it's our body working the way it's supposed to. It's saying, hey, yeah. something's going on within you. Let's figure out what that is and what we need mm. to do to change that. Yeah, that's that's really good. Okay, so with that, our kids are going to be watching how we're responding to it. Exactly. So that then you go back to, like Bobby asked, the family freedom ministry part of it. It's like we've got to deal as parents yeah. with our stuff, and we've got to – got to have tools to deal with our own anxiety yeah. mm-hmm. because then those tools tools are authentic yeah. they're coming out of a relationship mm-hmm. and they're authentic tools our kids are watching yeah. how we're yeah. responding because some of the good. best ways that i've learned how to cope with stress and just asking myself questions is when my mom finally cracked <laughs> and i hate to say that but like my mom would never want to put that on us so she's like i'm fine I'm fine. And then there's always been like, and it's not a ton, but just a handful of moments where my mom just finally cracked and was like, I'm not doing well today, Curtis. Mm. And I'm like, well, what's going on, mom? And she's like, I got this and this and this and this. And okay, I just need to take one thing at a time. And I'm like, and I'm watching my mom go through this because if they're going to be exposed to it eventually, Mm -hmm. we would want them to be exposed to it under our home. And so my mom would let me in in those moments to see how she dealt with all the pressure and the stress and anxiety that she was dealing with on her shoulders. And she had no idea that I was watching and taking notes in my brain, but I was sitting there going, okay, so I'm just got to take one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's most important. What's, what's time consuming here. What's the thing that I don't like to do. She yeah. would say that you're like, okay, what do I not like to do? Cause I just need to get that out of the way. Wow. So you how know? old were yeah. you? When this I was happened. about, I was about eight, nine. Oh, wow. And, and wow. like, I just remember Young. going like, whoa, because you, you see your mom yeah. always yeah. put together. Yeah. And so when those moments happen, you kind of go, yeah, it's broken. Okay, so, you know, so. so you are how old now? I am 28 years old. Okay, wow. so we're looking at 20 years back. Mm-hmm. And you're still remembering yeah. what you learned from your mom and how she dealt with anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. what does that say to us? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's that's a, great. And, 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 uh, for me, I feel like for me, it tells me as a parent, a new parent, because mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah, 24, 26, I'm like 24 months. But um, <laughs> yeah. but it's this idea of like, I can be myself in front of my kids. Mm-hmm. Because me being myself and showing them how I work through my trials, even my relationship with the Lord, it might not be perfect, but it's showing them we're not perfect. 
Right. Like if I'm always perfect in front yeah. of them, they're going to try to be me. My, yes. so my favorite conversation when I talk with parents, they're like, okay, how do I start discipling my kids? You already do it every single yes, day because right. they're watching everything you do. And right. so the best way for us to disciple our kids is just to to model what, what we want them. Like if we want our kids to fall in love with Jesus, how am I falling in love with Jesus? Exactly. We want our kids to love God's word. How am I living and loving God's word? And so the same sense, like how we handle these things, because we as parents deal with it too. Mm-hmm. And if we fly off the rocker or we, uh, for me, my default is, you know, when I'm stressed, I get real quiet. And so my wife knows uh, something's going on and my kids are starting to pick it up too. And how, how I can open up and tell them, you know, dad's got a lot going on right now and, you know, they mm-hmm. just have a lot on my mind and just being honest and open with that. Uh, one last deal on this, uh, this article that uh, the Child Mind Institute, it, it said, uh, be mindful of the expectations you set on your children. <sighs> Have you talked about, because a lot of times our kids, they think mom and dad think this way. When in reality, we never set those expectations. Oh they, they put that upon themselves because they think mom and dad. And so have you as parents had conversations about your expectations? Like for me, my son is awful at math and it is high stress when we do math at our house. And I tell him, I'm not asking you to get A's, buddy. I'm not asking even B's. C's are great, but we need <laughs> to pass. But for him to know, like, the expectations for that is not – I'm not expecting you to be a scholar. Like, and for some reason he thought because he's not doing as well as he other people in his class or whatever that he that dad's disappointed in him. Yeah. So how do we help parents have those conversations about unsaid expectations? Yeah. Because – that was even with the conversation I had with that um, uh, that son yesterday of just he was hearing his parents say, you're different now. You used mm. to be this, and now there's this. So, and what he was hearing is, you're a failure. Wow. You've failed. In this, but they never said that. But that's that was that was the, yeah. the voice of the enemy. Exactly. That's the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right there. And going, that's the expectation they're putting on me. Yeah. And I looked at him. I said, do you think that your parents would ever call you that? Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. I go, don't let that be truth in your life. And so even for my own daughter, looking at her and like letting her not look put together all the time, like she's a beautiful girl and, and letting her fall, letting her, you know, have those problems, let her just be her and letting her know expectation wise, I just want you to be my daughter. Yeah. And like, I'm going to yeah. love you regardless of yeah. that. And even at a young age of just her being a baby, like she knows regardless of what she looks like, what she brings me in her hand and pulls out of her mouth uh, <laughs> and do all those things. Like she's my daughter. Mm. I'm going to love her and I'm going to always look her in the eyes and smile regardless of what she brings. And so I feel like the expectations that we even start from the beginning mm-hmm. um, with even our younger children, you know, our, our, our younger parents that are listening to this to kind of go, how can I already start some foundational things of yeah. looking at my kids going, it's okay to bring me something that's... That's not perfect. That's yeah, not perfect. Right. That's not like, perfect. Like, mom, the puzzle's not done. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You worked like, on it. You worked Great on job. It. Great. Yeah. Well, I got to speak into this expectation thing because there are definitely things that we say to our, our kids. I, I don't expect this or I expect yeah. this. Mm-hmm. But there are those nonverbals. Yep. Yeah. And so just an example, if we're dumping on our kids, because I've seen this with young children, with teens over the years, where where there's like this parental inversion to where the kid becomes the parent. 
And so the parent is actually just dumping on this very sensitive mm-hmm. child who has a great listener and parent doesn't realize what's going on. Mm-hmm. But what that's teaching, you know, the, the kid is that I expect you to not only take your step, but take mine too. Wow. So this is a whole different, you know, probably podcast, yeah. <laughs> but just, just speaking into that, um, that part of it that we, we do need to have really good boundaries as parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and knowing, you know, there's times where we can have teachable moments with our kids with stuff that we're dealing with of, you know, uh, when, I, when I fail or do something, but there's also times where, uh, we do need to guard our kids from, yep. from having that, uh, Charlie for the first time, my oldest, uh, was asking about money and he's like, dad, are we poor? And I was like, yes, son, we are poor. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, I, where did that come from? You know, the enemy's just trying to, to get him to start worrying about, right. mm-hmm. we have never yeah. struggled. I mean, we, we have dealt with different stuff, but even me and my wife being, or have, did we were asking like, did we say something or like, did we say we're struggling? Uh, maybe it was something that happened. Pick like, up on yeah. so they, much, so much yeah. going on. And so he's worried that we can't pay for our house and wow. our bills and, yeah. and, I, I don't know where that came from. And so just making sure, you know, we, we want them to, we want to be able to teach them through struggles, but at the same time, how do we balance that safeguarding them from feeling the weight of stuff that they don't need to be feeling the weight of? Yeah. It's, it's I think that's so good. You know, going back to expectation, it's really important to remember that school institutions, they don't have the same intent and expectation as our families do, right? We have different core values. We have different um, goals for what we hope our children uh, come to, which is freedom and identity in Christ, whereas schools are really focused on what do you have to do here to be successful to get to the next level? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's really important that at the very beginning of the year when our children are coming home with their syllabus and different yeah. project things that we're sitting there and talking to them and saying, Hey, these are, these things are important as followers of Christ. We want to give our best, but at the same time, we don't want it to break us. First and foremost, we are sons and daughters of Christ. And this is what mom and dad believe in, in our family. That's good. That's real good. Okay. So as we kind of wrap up our conversation, there's so much more to talk about. We could talk about this for days. Um, and maybe this is worth another conversation later. Um, but let's, I, I, you know, ending this conversation, just, not necessarily on a high note, but ending on a, a positive, hope-filled note. Um, let's talk about prayer. Mm-hmm. How does prayer, and Susan, I know we've talked about this quite a bit, but how how does prayer play a role in this arena of anxiety, stress, worry? Um, let's, let's, let's dive into that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just talk about it personally, yeah. um, because for me, apart from prayer, I would just be bound up mm-hmm. with with anxiety over ministry, my marriage, my kids, my you mean just fill in the in the blank. So, two examples. One um, has just been in the last month. Don't normally wake up in the middle of the night with just thoughts that are just racing, but three different times over the last month, I woke up in the middle of the night and just racing thoughts going through my head, and just really couldn't even focus on. God help me with this and um, trying to surrender, you know, in, in praying through things and to where I was just really just caught in that cycle of, of thoughts and, and just started feeling just heart beating and that type of thing. And so I just said, in the name of Jesus Christ, mm. 
get away from me, get out of my house. And um, I said it out loud and then immediately just had this lift. And then I was able to say, Father, come into this. Here is this. And I started casting this care over to him, casting this care over to him, everything that came over my mind. I was able to pray through those things. But I needed some deliverance from really an assault of the enemy. That, that was an assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once that assault you know, the Lord took care of the, the spiritual part of that. And then I was able to cast my cares to him and have yeah. peace and go back to, go back mm-hmm. to sleep. Yeah. So yeah. just recognizing that the enemy really does come after us when it comes to, to um, an attack of, of anxiety. Not that every panic attack is that, yeah, yeah. but right. it's deal with the spiritual part of it. Then we can decide whether or not, you know, okay, well, what else is underneath that? But let's deal with the spiritual part of it first. Yeah. And, um, and not to downplay or say, well, you just need to pray more. That's not, not what we're saying. However, the enemy is good at what he does. Mm-hmm. He wants to throw us off and our fight may not be physical, but mental. And so how do we fight? And we fight through prayer. We, we fight through prayer. Mm-hmm. I started um, with our children. They had a, attacks at night whenever they were little. Mm-hmm. And the Lord taught us young. We were young parents that, that this stuff was real and that God has given us victory over it and for us to learn how to fight for our kids through prayer. And mm-hmm. our family's different because of that, not because mm-hmm. of what we did, but because the Lord taught us through those attacks that we have been given authority and yeah. so to use that authority mm-hmm. and not put up with that and, and then to show them and, and show them and yeah. my kids know how to fight <laughs> yeah and that's yeah. that's where i would say like even in what jesus says and like in praying the name my yes. name yeah and just that 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 opportunity of going i can put my stress and anxiety in front of the lord but if i do not do it in the name of jesus the name christ, of jesus christ the power of jesus christ mm-hmm. i'm just talking right yeah and so god i am asking you the name of Jesus, which makes this possible to give it to you, mm-hmm. would yeah. you take this? Yeah, yeah. That's and right. So I think I think right. even verbally as parents, letting our kids hear us use in the name of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in such a way where that is that's a tool. It's a that weapon. Is a tool. Right. It's that a is weapon. a weapon. It's yeah. the power yeah. 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 of, of weapon. the spirit inside of us to go, hey, in the name of Jesus, which makes this possible. Yeah. That's right. We give these cares, we give these worries, we give you these anxieties. Yeah. yeah. Um, because sometimes for even me, I'm, I'm praying and I'm going, God, I'm, I'm dumping on you right now. Like I'm <laughs> giving you all these things and I'm kind of like, figure it out, you know, but I, I need to take real active role in my step, which is in the name of Jesus Christ, will, will you take these things? Right. That's good. Because right. that is the mediator in which allows exactly. me to have mm-hmm. that communication. Exactly. And I so. find that to be an entry point. Yes. Because then it's not the catch-all for everything. Then the, the next step in that is saying, okay, Jesus, come into this fear and start naming each fear, it's whatever I'm anxious about. Just naming that, bringing that to, to God and saying, okay, I'm going to cast this to you. I want to read this verse that um, is in First Peter 5, 6 through 8. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. And just that positioning ourselves to saying, God, I need you. I can't handle this. Like, help Jesus under the, handy, um, the, under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you at the proper time. Then casting all your cares on him, casting every single one of them, throwing them on here, throwing them on the cross, throwing them to Jesus because he cares for you. He cares for us. Be sober-minded and alert. Your adversary, the, de- the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can, 
devour. And just that he would want to take an assault of anxiety and devour us and just keep us in captivity Mm -hmm. so that we're ineffective Mm -hmm. um, and just completely rob us, you know, of our peace with God, but also being able to be equipped to help our children of all ages with the same kind of attack that we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. So good. Well, just making it clear. We're not mental health experts. We're not trying to play mental health experts or give you all the answers that's going to cure your kids or any of that. Just want to make sure we're clear on that. But we do want to have a conversation so that you're encouraged to have conversations with your kids, with your family, with your spouse, um, because the enemy is a roaring lion and he takes joy in watching us slip up. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, if you are struggling, um, may you be bold enough to fight, um, may you be bold enough to fight against the enemy. And if you're struggling with this or want more information, we have some great resources on empoweredhomes.org, but, um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Thanks guys. Thank you, Bobby. This was great. Thanks for listening to the Empowered Homes podcast. For more content and information to connect church and home, please visit empoweredhomes.org.